Welcome to Killer Women with your host, best-selling author, Danielle Girard. And now, Danielle's next killer woman. Hello, and welcome to Killer Women Podcast, a proud member of the Authors on the Air Global Network with more than 4 million listeners. I am your host, suspense author, Danielle Girard, and my guest today is Pamela Fagan-Hutchins. Pamela is a USA Today bestselling and Amazon all-star mystery thriller suspense author of more than 30 books translated into 10 languages, known for her strong female characters, wild settings, and exciting plots that embrace romance, family, and all the feels. She's also a proud grandmother, you can't believe it to look at her, and the host of the Crime and Wine podcast. Pamela lives out the adventures in her books at a rustic lake camp at Maine's Mooselock Lake and in an off-the-grid lodge on the face of Wyoming's Bighorn Mountains with her husband, sled dogs, and draft horses. She's a very exciting life. Welcome, Pamela. Hi, Danielle. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for being here. So this is really exciting. And I'm, My disclaimer, as Pamela and I talked about, is I did not get a chance to read these books. Pamela is releasing three books three books at one time on January 16th, which will be about five days from when you hear this. So you'll be able to get yourself all lined up for that. And it sounds like that she's going to tell us about them. And as she does, I'm going to show you their gorgeous covers. So the first is called Her Silent Bones. Tell us about the series and the story behind this one. I, I will. And in the meantime, I got to tell you, my 13 and a half year old Boston Terrier just walked in and planted himself behind me. So if you hear this like gentle vibration, that would be him. So the Detective <laughs> Delaney Pace, yeah, he's all for the series. Detective Delaney Pace. Um, this is a series that features a really badass former ice road trucker who is called back to her little Wyoming hometown because um, her her tween, you know, eleven year old niece is orphaned, and she goes back, takes her old job back at the sheriff's department, not wanting to, and is thrown back into just a maelstrom of small town crime and adventure, and and you know, big Wyoming settings and uh, adventure. So that's that's where we start with her. I love it that she's an ice trucker. That is like what a job, right? Well, and you know what? The whole genesis of this series was that I have a friend named Daisy Delaney who was an ice road trucker. And she is so cool. That yeah. when I started thinking about protagonists that's strong and yet still a you know a feminine woman on top of all of that, I was like, I know exactly what this woman's gonna do. She's gonna be just like my friend Daisy and she's gonna be an ice road trucker who goes back home, which is what my friend did. And from there the similarities become just about personality because of course Delaney's a trucker. I mean, I mean a, a detective when she gets back into her old life. But um she was, so she, she was, was a she was a detective before something went wrong well I'm sure we'll find out in the book so she goes and becomes an ice road trucker and then she has no choice but to come back and that ice road trucking is like dangerous business I mean here we are in the middle of winter I don't know how you what winter's looking like for you guys this year but we're not having a lot but I wouldn't long haul trucking in the ice no way it's crazy and in talking to my friend and doing research to have like the flashbacks to her time on the road and what she learned there and what that brings back to her set mm -hmm. of skills you know as a as a um uh, rocky mountain west crime solver um i was really impressed i mean yeah the temperature 
they endure and the conditions they drive in. It's just like short lifespan, man. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, was a, there was like a show about them. Wasn't there like some ice trucker show? There was an ice road trucker show. And there was also a reality TV show that streamed on the internet. And my friend was on that show. She's oh, really, wow. she's like, she's like, um, probably the prettiest ice road trucker you could have ever imagined. And, uh, it just, which made it harder for her. Right. I was going to say exactly. Of course it did. Of course. Yeah. Because most of them uh, are probably men and you know, yes. and yeah, exactly. Well, what an incredible yeah. story. Well, I yeah. want to show these gorgeous covers and then I want to hear more about, um, I about all of your books, but here, so this was her first one is her silent bones. And then we yes. have her hidden grave. And then her last cry, which looks a lot oh. like last winter, where <laughs> yeah, we had like twenty five feet of snow at our house last winter. Um, so the first book in the series, we uh, you know we have Delaney thrown back into her old life, where she's got to face the demons, both from her childhood, she witnessed her father's murder, um, and from running away from all of that as a child that no one wanted. Um, when she was in her early 20s. For her, the ice road trucking was really a sanctuary. It was, I'm going to keep moving away from how I feel. And to come back is to, is to face all your your yucks. So yeah. she, comes oh, back, yuck. <laughs> she comes back. She becomes the instant mom of, of an orphaned child. And, you know, as soon as she hits the ground, this uh, kind of punk uh, deputy from transferred from California shows up. You know, those Californians, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was one. I tell you, we, uh, nobody likes them in, in these, in Montana and Wyoming. I tell you, you got to keep that they, zipped up. My, my husband has a shirt that says, don't California, my Wyoming. And because we are spending time out here right now in California temporarily for a job, our friends are telling us now don't Wyoming our California. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. But anyway, oh, you do worse. Yeah, exactly. Tell, tell me, you know, I, you've always, you've always, when we've talked before, um, both on your podcast and on mine, you, we've always talked about the fact that you love strong female characters. Um, yes. And talk about that because obviously you're a mother, you're, you know, you're a writer. Uh, I know you have a big family, right? Because you've got a mixed, a blended family. Exactly. So tell us about why that, you know, why that you're drawn to that. I'm drawn to it because I think that uh, that's the kind of daughters I want to raise. That's the kind of women I want to put out there in the world. In fact, <laughs> I dare say that is the kind of daughters I, I've raised. They, they kind of scare me at times. But, you know, when I am drawn to reading women, to writing women, to being with other women, I gravitate towards women that can do for themselves. You know, yeah. they people in their lives, but they are people there because they want them there. They're not people there because they have to have them there. Right. And, right. and so with Delaney, I wanted somebody that was physically capable. In fact, I, when I first envisioned the series, I wanted her to be a fighter, um, you know, like a, a mm -hmm. recreational hobbyist fighter. And my publisher was like, no, 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 that's too much, too much. But in my mind, she still has all those skills and we yeah. see her use them when she needs to um in fact well you'd have to have some really good self-defense to be an ice trucker right yeah. I mean you couldn't you'd have to you'd have to I mean you know you have a flat tire and it's right. 680 degrees below zero You're oh my god on this no way. The road. well you'd have to be a fighter I mean if you were going to be on the road with all those men 
uh, you'd have to have some really strong self-defense skills, right? Some of her best stories are about the men that would troll her and, you know, mm. being in a bar and the things that they would say and do. And you had to stand up for yourself quick and not be known as somebody that was a mark. Um, yeah. So some of it I'll save for, for the books because I used some of her real life stories in there. But yeah, hand to hand fighting at times, you know. Oh, my God. You, yeah. You're in charge of your safety. And I don't ever want to have to go that far, right? I mean, I want to be able to if I have to, but that's not no. the life I aspire to live. But by gosh, it was fun to write it. <laughs> oh, of course. And so, well, isn't there something about writing like a fight scene or a woman being physically powerful that's really empowering, right? I mean, because for the most part, we we don't have those skills. Thankfully, we don't really need them. Um, and, you know, so for us to get an opportunity to like really beat up a bad guy, uh, in a book. Yeah. I mean, it is sort of the way I work through probably all my, you know, baggage from whatever, I, all my anger, I just beat up people in books and it's very satisfying. Well, and, and, you know, and I was writing the endings, uh, the ending of the first book, my editor came back and said, more fight, make it longer. And I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love okay, it. I love that's it. fine. Now we're going to chase each other through the forest. And then we're going to have hand-to-hand combat. And, you know, we're going to find whatever weapon is on hand and we're going to use it. And we're going to yeah. nearly drink, we're going to nearly die in avalanches. And all of that is so much fun. And to envision it, yeah. slow down, feel it step-by-step step, and yeah. think about what I do. And could I do that? It, it's fun. And especially like, for, you know, where you are, where, where these books are set and where you live, you know, because it is such a different terrain. We're not talking about da dashing down city streets and under bridges or overpasses. We're talking about you're out in the wild and the people that grew up out in the wild have a little bit of an advantage, I suspect, to those who didn't. Um, exactly. But there's a lot of unknown, right? Like an avalanche is not something you can kind of, in, I mean, you can't really anticipate it. So... Exactly. And and when I write these books, I think of Wyoming as one of the characters, right? Because mm -hmm. it's exerting so much uncertainty sure. and physical force on um, on the things that happen. And you don't have people that can run and help you. And even in law enforcement, you don't you don't have the backup that you have in a city. Oftentimes, right. for a rural um, deputy, uh, you're out on your own in hundreds of thousands of acres, sometimes no cell signal, and your right. radio's making out. So you've got, you got to do it yourself. So uh, she has to right. right. Which is, and then 11, an 11-year-old 11 at home who's, you know, grieving from, you know, becoming an orphan and all these wonderful layers. So, so much good stuff there. So you're le releasing three books all at once, which I think is amazing. And you were saying it took about a, a year and a half to get these written, which is all also pretty amazing. And then you, they want to do it again. It sounds like you're maybe going to do another three. Yeah. When you get to the ending of her last cry, there are some wonderful launching points into new threads of old stories as we seem to wrap up some of what I think of as a three act or you know a, a three story arc in Delaney's life mm -hmm. you get to the end of the book and you think okay maybe we're going to get some satisfaction here and we do and then boom <laughs> we punch off right. in a new direction yeah mm -hmm. so it's 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 going to be fun I can't wait of to course dive with her I love the um the male lead in the series he is he is the you know tech savvy guy from California he's not a wimp but anybody compared to Delaney is whoops sorry anybody care compared to Delaney is um going to um 
get pushed around a little bit. And mm-hmm. so having to really step up and be a strong man beside a strong woman without that becoming toxic masculinity, if you will. So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's been really fun to write the two of them and, and see where that goes. Well. well, your books always have a really, I mean, you know, there's, they always have a really good balance of a strong man and a strong woman. But of course, the strong man who respects the strong woman, which is kind of the ultimate strong man, right, is the one who isn't, you know, he isn't diminished by the, his strong partner, which I appreciate very much. So you have written so many books. And in the meantime, you also are writing books in other series. So talk about that a little bit. What's, what's coming sure. in between these books? Um, what I have coming out after these three will be number eight in my Patrick Flint series, which is a 1970s Wyoming Think of it as a family adventure, um, a family, a family drama adventure mystery series. That's a whole lot of things going on at once. But that is. It's kind of what sets it apart from other historical mysteries. And it's a lot of fun to write. They are, they are true PG books, you know, that yeah. really yeah. appeal to my fans who don't want to see um, yeah. too much more F word or things like that. Then I've got um, the second book in my Jen Harrington series, which is a uh, it's kind of legal thriller series and it's again set in Wyoming. It's contemporary and it crosses over, um, to the Delaney Pace series at times mm. as does some of my old series. So I create one world of characters who Fun. all inhabit the same space and time continuum. And you see them little Easter eggs popping up in the mm-hmm. other books. And that's fun. So we get into your life and we're into your world of books and we are in, in the world, which is fun because people, you know, everybody loves the series. And I think that's what I remember because I know I read one of the, I blurbed, I think one of the Clint family books. Patrick Clint books. Yeah, you did. Right. Exactly. That's so fun. (laughs) They were stuck up on a mountain and I remember being like, oh God. Um, But um, which is, I guess that's what they probably, that happens in books set in Wyoming, not as much in books set in, you know, San Francisco and whatnot. But, um, and then, um, and then basically, so you will do two books, kind of three books, two books in between. So you're, you know, this is crazy. You just, uh, you're just writing like a book every four months, three months. I'm supposed to be. And what happened was, is that when I did this Delaney Pace series, I'm used to, I write a book. And then at some point that book publishes and then maybe I'm working on the other book, but I get the, the up, the upswing of, yay, we have a release. Yeah. But I didn't with these books and I found myself floundering in the middle. Yeah. I thought I'm going to turn in the draft of this and I'm going to go back to this series and write a part of it mm-hmm. and then I'll do this. And it was all going to stagger and line up and perfect, right? No, it did not happen that way. Yeah. I got I got kind of bogged down in the new rhythm. And yeah. so right now I'm rushing to do these two books in between doing the three Delaney books. So I turned out not to be as, as badass <laughs> as I thought I was going to be. Well, it's, it, it's so true. I mean, it's something that we, we have acknowledged. Like I have a book that I've now been rewriting since the pandemic and I did have a book out last year, but I will not have a book out this year, um, which is the first time in, you know, a lot of years. And that is, I'm like, Oh God, but it's, there's this, it's like this time when you have to really dig in and dig in and dig in and dig in. And it's not as satisfying as when you dig in and then publish and then, you know, dig in and then publish. It is. And when I said yes to three, I did not anticipate that that would hit me. And by the time I got to the end of the third, I was brain dead. I was down. 
I yeah. was unable to start. I mean, I took a few months off, which is very unlike me. Um, so I, I feel for you. This next year, you won't get that high. Yeah, I will <laughs> you know, not get the high. I'm going to have to get the high vicariously through all my friends who are publishing like nine books a year, like you. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, well, seriously. <laughs> well, that you. is that is really, really exciting. So basically, you'll probably have about a year and a half gap before, between these three books and the next three books. And they will be Delaney books again. Yes, they will. And yes, that, that will be about the gap that we have. Um, and I... I anticipate that we're going to do the same thing with uh, with the um, you know three at a time. Um, it, it is satisfying for readers to be able to pick up a really binge-worthy, yeah. you know, new set of stories with a character. And each of these books is a seat of your pants, serial killers, you know, mysteries yeah. carrying through. Yeah. Um, a bad guys that reappear. So a whole lot of fun that really carries you through at a breakneck yeah. pace. Um, but it's going to be a wait until the next, although right. frankly, when you compare that to the pace of yeah. traditional publishing time and memorial, it's still, it's still fairly on par. It won't be that far off schedule. Oh, in fact, you'll be still ahead of us. I mean, we're, most of us publish at best one a year, right? I mean, that's where, that's sort of where we are. So, and I feel that like I finished, you know, I just read the new, um, Robert Galbraith, you know, J.K. Rowling. I love that series. Love that. And it's, you know, it'll be two years before we get the next book, uh, you know, and, and I get it because they're really big books and, you know, she doesn't have to work really. So I don't understand, you know, <laughs> so I don't even know how she finds it in her to keep going, honestly, because she doesn't need to. It just shows what a true writer that she is, that but it keeps coming think, out there. I feel that way too, though. Don't you think, I don't think I could quit. I mean, even if I'm like, even if it ends up at, you know, I never quite write the book I want to write. I don't think I'll stop writing. It's just, I find yeah. if I, even in a, like, even when I take a break, which this last year, of course, because of personal circumstances, I did take a break and it was miserable. Like I was, you know, it wasn't like I could focus, but it was, I am, I got to do it. It's almost like exercising, you know, like it just makes me feel like me. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's like, we didn't get into writing thinking, I'd like to pick a career that I think would check the boxes for something, you know, really conservative and, you know, I'll have a 401k and I'll, no, that's not, <laughs> no, you know, no, no, you get into no. it because you had a bad habit yeah. <laughs> and that habit is that you hide away and write and talk to your imaginary yeah. friends. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a compulsion more than mm -hmm. a career, right? It's sort of like, it's just something that you have to, you feel like you have to do. And I do think the best stories are from those people who just, they do it whether or not they're being highly paid for it or not, which so many, so few of us are being really highly paid for it, right? Um, but it's be a, real, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah, but it's a, you know, I wouldn't change it. I mean, I just, there's just something so magical about, like you said, sitting by yourself and having a whole world come out of your brain. It is. It's complete magic. And it is this feeling of escape that readers get when they read a book. Yeah. That's what I get when I tell the story. And right. so it's a way to go and, and be where I want to be, which is yeah. with those, those people that I love. You love your characters, some of them. Of course. Right, but yeah, yeah, of course. Well, like it, like your real life too, right? <laughs> um, and <laughs> exactly. I think that's why probably most authors are also really big readers, right? Because we love a story. And I love taking, you know, I, I crawl into bed and think, 
just, it's like Caligon, take me away. I just want to go somewhere else for a while. And it's so rewarding. I absolutely love it. Well, and I also noticed, Pamela, that these books are priced so beautifully. So like, literally, you're going to, people are able to read all three books for like the price of a paperback. Um, you know, wow. it's, um, I think the first one is like $3 and then the next two, Uber, go back. This is the first one. And then the next mm -hmm. two are $4. So it's, They're you know, it's super aggressive with the pricing and yeah. wanting to put them in readers' hands. They want there to be no friction between I want that and I, and I, and I'm getting that. So yeah. hopefully that's what people are going to feel is I want them all. I can have yeah. them all. Right. I mean, that's, and that's what happens, right? I mean, you finish a book you love and if you find out there's a second book in the series available immediately, you're like, I'll download the next two. That's super yeah. exciting. That is super it exciting. Is. Yes. I love it. I'm so excited for you and I have adored your book. So I'm looking forward to getting to digging into them myself. Um, and I know that they will be, it'll be like a one night, each one will be like a one night read because that's how your books are. They're so fast. So yeah, if you, if you go to sleep and if you put them down and go to sleep, then I have failed. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes we just need to sleep, Pamela. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> but well, well I'm, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm so excited for you and congratulations. And um, I look forward to having you back when you've got the next three. And I hope it is a massive success. I think that's so exciting. And the fact that you could write three at once is, or consecutively, you know, between, without publication, really admirable. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I look forward to having you back on Crime and Wine sometime soon. So I would love that. We'll absolutely do that. So in, we will talk to you later and good luck. Grab the new series from Pamela Fagan Hutchins. Everybody, thank you for joining us. Killer Women 2024. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone.